You're listening to the Sunnybrook Unscripted Podcast, where we talk real life, answer questions, and take a deeper, practical look at the topics we talk about on a Sunday morning. To learn more about Sunnybrook Church, including our Sunday gathering times and opportunities throughout the week, visit us online at sunnybrookchurch.org. Today, we are talking with Pastor Jeff Mose. Well, welcome or welcome back to the Sunnybrook Unscripted Podcast. I am Lydia Miller here with my dad, Pastor Jeff, and we are joining you from, well, did I say Pastor Jeff's kitchen, but I feel like this is just as much my kitchen as it is yours. You you were born and raised here. (laughs) I I didn't pay for it, but I lived here a while. And your mother is gone. That's probably (laughs) the only reason we're in the kitchen right now. She's allowing it. But we are back to talk about the characteristics of God. If you've been around on Sunday morning or you caught our episode last week, we've been talking about the attributes of God, just diving a little bit deeper into some of the attributes that we're talking about on Sunday morning and even some that we don't have time in this series to cover. We talked last week about communicable and incommunicable attributes of God. We're covering some incommunicable ones, so ones that you and I, although we really desire to obtain them, don't have the ability to. They are attributes that are specific to God and God alone. And today we are covering the attribute of omniscience. And again, this is a hard one to say. I'm nervous. I'm going to say say this wrong. But this is probably something people have heard about when in reference to God, they've probably heard that God is omniscient. And sometimes we just nod our heads and think, oh, yeah, I know what that means. But what does it really mean when we say that God is omniscient? Yeah, again, compound word, Mm -hmm. omni meaning all, science being the second word referring to knowledge. So it's saying, listen, he is the all-knowing, all-seeing, omni or omniscient God. So... That's kind of what that refers to. The first time we see this is really in Genesis chapter 16 already. Do you remember Hagar, who was a slave girl of Abraham and Sarah, that eventually she gives him this name, Al-Roi, which literally means this idea of an omniscient God, all-seeing, all-knowing God. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we maybe sort of dumb this down a little bit. So can you go into detail a little bit of what it truly means, maybe Kind of the pros of this attribute of God. What does it mean that God truly is all-knowing? Yeah, it's hard for us to comprehend. Again, recognize this is an incommunicable attribute of God. So it's one God possesses as part of the divinity, but you and I don't possess. So what we're doing is we're trying to take guesses and understanding of what the mind of God is like. So that's never easy. But it literally means the fact that he sees all things. So He has the ability to recognize everything that's going on in our life, everything that's going on in the world simultaneously. It's not as if his attention is here and it can't be over here. He sees all things. Even better is he already knows all things. In fact, one of the things is this. You can't teach God anything, so to speak. He is the ultimate know-it-all. Ever had a know-it-all in your class before? (laughs) I remember in our fifth grade, William Chamness was kind of the smartest kid in all of our school. William, if you're tuning in. Yeah, poor William. (laughs) William, if you're listening, I love you, brother. Uh, But the idea was just simply this. Anytime there's a question, he had the answer. I mean, the kid was brilliant. And Really, there is only one know-it-all, so to speak, in this world, and it's God himself. It's not somebody in my fifth grade class. It's actually God, because he, he doesn't need to be taught anything. In fact, in Isaiah chapter 40, about verses 13 and 14, it talks about that. Who's taught God? And the answer, obviously, it's a rhetorical question, is nobody's taught him. Uh, the truth is, all of the libraries and all of the knowledge they have, all of the computer chips and everything, 
all of that knowledge God already possesses. It's just a part of who he is, and it's a part of his character and nature. He doesn't have to learn anything. There's never a time when God goes, well, I didn't know that. There's never a time God goes, well, I didn't know that was going to happen. I didn't see that coming. There's just never a time because he is all-knowing. He's all-seeing. He's this omniscient God. Don't you think if we could personalize this for just a second, if we truly understood this for ourselves, it would completely change our relationship and how we even approach God. If we could understand that there's nothing about us that God would learn, and yet he fully loves us, I feel like it would completely change how we come to him with our sin, our shortcomings, whatever it might be. I, I agree. It's, it's part of the reason that studying the character of God is so critical. I think the more you know him, psalmist says this, those who know his name put their trust in him, and the names of God always refer to the character and the attributes of God. So the psalmist is saying, listen, the more I know about God, the more I'm going to be able to put my trust in him. And I've said this before, but the greatest desire of man is to be fully known and fully loved. And the truth is, you are fully known and you are fully loved. Maybe not by other people, but you're fully known and you're fully loved by God. It's one of the precious things about the characteristics of God is that he fully knows you, all your warts, failings, sins, shortcomings, and he still loves you. I've sometimes heard teaching when it refers to our sin, that if we ask for forgiveness from God, that he forgets our sin ever happened. So does that mean when we read about David and Bathsheba in the Bible that God is like, wait, what? That, <laughs> that happened? No, I don't think so. Because again, if God has perfect knowledge, he's got perfect memory as well. So I think he remembers all things. I think with regards to our sin, though, he chooses to forget, Psalmist talks about this, that you know, he doesn't, re he remembers them no more. Mm -hmm. Corey Ten Boom used to always say, he puts up a sign that says no fishing. In other mm -hmm. words, he casts them into the depths of the sea and he puts up a sign that says, listen, don't go back here. So what, what he's saying is, listen, I don't remember them anymore in the sense that I don't count them against you anymore. Mm -hmm. It's not as if, you know, he made sort of this cognitive decision that he's not going to remember anymore. He has the ability to remember all mm -hmm. things. But I do think there's a sense in which that brings some fear inside mm -hmm. of us, doesn't it? Uh, remember in Hebrews chapter 4 where it says, listen, nothing's hidden from his sight. All things he sees and there's going to be a day we give an account. And we're always incredibly fearful of that. But what I've noticed throughout Scripture, if you take the totality of Scripture, anytime it talks about the omniscience of God from Genesis chapter 16 on, it's always with this loving, merciful, caring hearts, never with a judgmental spirit. Do I think there's a day coming when all of our sins will be uncovered? Absolutely. But all of that, if we know Christ is our Savior, has been covered with the blood of Jesus Christ. And again, it's been forgiven. So I think any time it talks about the fact that God is omniscient, it's, it's doing it in a favorable, grace-filled way when he does so. Because I do think that that's the natural human knee-jerk response, because as much as we maybe don't notice it, we live in such a broken world that we kind of live in this land of keeping things in and hiding our shortcomings and hiding whatever. So the idea that this holy and perfect God knows every dark thought and anger and frustration that we might have is a little unsettling sometimes. It's very unsettling for all of us. There's certainly some things I wouldn't want people to know about me, and I'm sure everybody has something like that in their lives. But if you recognize that you're coming before a merciful God that loved you so much that he actually went to the cross of Calvary to die for you, 
then I think coming to this realization that he knows everything about you, be incredibly freeing, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. It's like, listen, most of us spend all of our lives sort of covering over, trying to pretend we're something that we're not, trying to be something that we really can't be. But if you actually came to the place where you recognize that God sees all things about you, still loves you, fully known and still fully loved, then I think you're much more ready to move closer and deeper in intimacy with him. Mm-hmm. Because... You know, if we kind of bring in last week talking about that God is all present and bring in the aspect that he's all knowing, he still sent Jesus to die on behalf of us that he knows all about. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, Knowing that he Mm -hmm. did, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, scripture talks about that in the new Testament where even though he knew while we were yet sinners, Mm -hmm. while he knew that about us, he still died for us. So even though he knew everything about you, it's not like he, you know, made it, oh, not for her, not for him. Uh, but he knew everything about us. And while we were yet sinners, he still died for us. I, I think the one thing about this uh, characteristic of God that we have to remind ourselves is how incredibly personal that feels, mm-hmm. doesn't it? That he knows everything about you. And then I also think this, I think it's critical to recognize this, even in terms of him interceding before the Father, he knows what to pray for me. Mm-hmm. So if He's seated to this very day at the right hand of the throne of God, and he's ever interceding for us. Isn't it good that he actually knows everything that I need, everything about me, and he's constantly going before the Father in that? I can't even picture that. I mean, to picture Jesus literally praying before God on our behalf, he stands before us in time, he stands obviously before us in knowledge, knowing everything there is to know about us, that even when we don't get our prayers exactly right, he still intercedes exactly how we need. Yes. And I do think, too, he cuts through the baloney of our lives, don't you? Mm -hmm. I mean, I think he recognizes when you and I are pretending. I think he recognizes when we're hypocritical. I think that's where the conviction of the Holy Spirit comes in because he knows us completely. And I think he deals with those things, Mm -hmm. but always in a very grace-filled manner. Mm -hmm. Uh, And again, I think it's just one of those things about us that he understands, that he knows. He knows the pain, the affliction. You know, everybody often will go, well, does he recognize the injustice that I've gotten? Hmm. He knows all of it. There's anything you and I haven't gone through that he doesn't know about, that he doesn't empathize with, that he doesn't come close to us. Mm-hmm. He's near to the brokenhearted. Mm-hmm. So, so when we're going through pain and difficulty and does nobody see, does nobody hmm. care? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, God sees, God cares. Mm-hmm. When do you say this is the attribute that humans most actively hunt down, that we want nothing more than to be as all-knowing as God is? We do, don't we? I mean, we think knowledge is the greatest thing to have, and we mm-hmm. think somehow, in fact, that's part of the New Age movement, that mm-hmm. if we moved up in terms of knowledge, we'd be like God. Mm-hmm. If we're all-knowing, if we have possess all knowledge, but really, I don't think that's at all true. I think you and I, even if we knew it was going to happen tomorrow, <laughs> We still need the presence of God to go with us. We still need this all-seeing, this all-knowing God to step in because we don't know what to do. We think knowledge would be this helpful tool that would escape from every difficulty. Mm -hmm. What we need more than anything else is God's presence. Absolutely. Now, in in the plight of knowledge, if you do want to know more about this, there are a ton of incredible resources. We have some, as I mentioned last time, at our four store, a few different books that you can kind of read the back of and see if one would be a good fit for you if you're looking to learn more about the characteristics of God. But we're going to continue this again next week as we take a deeper dive in. So we hope to see you then. 
If you were encouraged by today's talk, be sure to rate us and hit subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcast. To experience other talks, videos, and live gatherings, visit us online at sunnybrookchurch.org or download the Sunnybrook Church app. And again, thanks for listening to the Sunnybrook Community Church Podcast.